Hi guys, welcome back to What's On Your Mind. I'm here today with Ashna Gray. This is part two of last year's episode rerun. I know that everyone really, really enjoyed last year, so I figured why not put it out again? I hope you enjoy. Today, I'm here with the one and only Ashna Gray. Okay, before we start, I just wanted to tell you guys how much of an amazing person she is. You guys probably follow her on TikTok, especially if you're part of the South Asian community. There's no way you haven't come across her TikTok. And guys, when I tell you that she is such an amazing person, literally words can't describe the love and appreciation I have for her. I did not expect to come out of this episode with a friend, but I did. She is so kind. She's so caring. She has so much wisdom and she just kind of, she, she, oh my God, I can't even, I, I love her so much. And Ashna, again, thank you so much for coming. And yeah, so today (laughs) I forgot that I had to tell you what we talk about, but she talked about what she's learned from being a content creator. We talk about mental health a lot and her mental health journey. This was the first time she opened up about her trigger warning eating disorder. And um, it was just such a profound, moving, powerful episode. So I really encourage you guys to listen to this one, especially all the way through, because no matter what, you're definitely going to get a lot out of it. I literally, I just wish you guys could feel the energy through the mic i mean i hope you do and it was just such such an amazing episode probably one of my favorites to this day i think this has to be like literally probably my favorite honestly if i had to pick a favorite this might be it okay anyway i'm going to stop talking now let's get into the episode it was such a fun conversation we were having like a dd conversation it was just it was so cute it was like we were already best friends just listen and i hope you guys i hope you guys enjoy it and love it as much as i do okay i will talk to you after bye hi guys welcome back to what's on your mind i'm here today with ashna gray model and student and tiktoker content creator ashna thank you so much for being here say hi hi thank you so much for having me i'm so 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 excited to be here thank you so much for coming i'm really so excited about this chat just after our little talk right before but why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown of who you are and what you do in your own words and we'll take it away absolutely so my name is ashna gray i'm a content creator model a feature (laughs) hopefully a little bit of everything i'm based out of chicago and i really like to create content around promoting self-love mental health that's a that's a really big passion for what drives my content. I also really enjoy talking about conscious living, not necessarily Mm -hmm. like being zero waste and everything. Cause I feel like there's a whole toxicity behind that, but I really like to focus on just being very mindful of the impact that you have on others, on the planet, where everything comes from and the end result of everything. I feel like that's very important. Just being very aware of the impact that you have on the world. I think that's something that I really drive with, with everything that I do. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. And yes, that's amazing. We're going to, we'll touch it on all. Um, but yeah. by the way, I didn't tell you, but I love the haircut. I follow you on TikTok. Thank you. I followed you oh for my gosh. a while. And I Thank love you. it. <laughs> I love it. I cut off. Okay. So I had hair down to like my waist and usually like even just like growing up, I'd grow it out and then I'd do a yeah. big chop again. 
do a big chop like every two to three years I would do it so it's kind of long overdue for one yeah and you've been following me on my TikTok on my stories on Instagram specifically like probably every two weeks now I was like guys do I cut my hair like guys what do I do should I cut my hair and it was like very clear that I really wanted to do it but I just like needed someone to tell me yeah. like do it do it and so, like okay I think this is just like a sign from the, from the universe I just have to do it myself do so it. I booked the appointment I did it now it's like I cut off I think like 16 inches so it's like it. just above my shoulders I love it I love it I'm obsessed I'm obsessed I've Thank never you. taken the plunge of like doing it below my uh, above my shoulders but one yeah. day it's bound to happen because I'm just like do it girl and yeah. like hair grows back like it is so exactly it'll it's grow a, and we these yeah. are blessed with them some fast hair growing genes so you'll exactly. be fine the amla Give it like a couple like, yeah exactly exactly like my hair I'll cut it and it'll grow inches in a month and I'm like I just cut it like what what's going on exactly you're so girl just do it maybe I'm just I you know what for the summer that's gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it as you should I love it (laughs) um okay so why don't you tell us about the beginnings of your content creation and how you got or yeah how that passion sparked when it began all that stuff just tell us about it yeah absolutely so I started off modeling and that began the summer before my call by the summer before my sophomore year of college which was, oh God, like 2018, I think. So it's been four years now. And I started off doing pictures with just a friend of mine over the summer. And I was like, hey, this is something that I've always wanted to do, but I've been really nervous. I've never seen any other theses do modeling or anything. Like it was never something that I felt like I could do, but I was like, I just really want to try. And I had really struggled with my confidence for a really long time. That's like a whole separate thing. Um, And I... It was something that was like, that really held me back for a while. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I really just need to do this for me Mm -hmm. and just to see how I like it. And like, if I hate it, that's fine. I'll never do it again. But I just want to see, I just want to give myself that chance. So I did the photo shoot and I remember going into it. I was so scared that I'd be so self-conscious the whole time and like be really focused on how, on like my body and like, and I would just, I was just very scared that I wouldn't enjoy the experience. And I remember being so in the moment and just absolutely loving it. And afterwards I had, I had such a blast and I remember getting the pictures back absolutely bawling because it was the first time that I saw pictures of myself and I didn't immediately like pick apart every insecurity. It was like, it was like the first time that I, that I looked at a picture of myself and I was like, that girl is so beautiful. And there was this like one picture where I was like, it was just like a candid picture of me smiling and laughing. And I was so insecure of my smile for so long in the way that I laughed or like the way that I looked when I laughed. And like, it was like such an aha moment. I don't even know. It felt like it was that of a movie. It was incredible. And ever since then, I like fell in love with that feeling, always kept pursuing modeling after that. I posted about it on my social media and that was like a big driving factor behind everything that I did. That's where this whole like self-love movement kind of came, kind yes. of came behind yes. everything that I do. It's like a big factor in, in what drives me again with my content. And I had always wanted to partner with brands and stuff as well. Again, that was just one of those things that seemed really cool for me, but I never knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Clubhouse became a oh, really big Yes. It, like that was, that was a really big thing beginning, uh, like end of 2020, beginning of 2021. So yeah. I hopped on that and I became really, really into all of that. I was like helping other people talk about like how to grow their platform and stuff. And 
I was working really closely with a lot of very successful creators and things. And I was really learning a lot from them. And at that point I had just like been posting on TikTok for about a year, just for fun, like just Mm -hmm. enjoying, like just randomly posting, never really with a purpose. And that's when I kind of started to see a potential in that and like really started to get some faith in myself of like, okay, Mm -hmm. you can actually Mm -hmm. learn how to do this. You can figure out how to do this. So I archived every single one of my Instagram posts. I did a full rebrand. I changed everything. It was like entirely new. And within a week I landed my first brand deal and it's just like grown from there. I know it was insane. It was absolutely bonkers. And so it was so crazy. And so ever since the beginning of 2021, when I did that rebrand, I feel like I can like dedicate my, my growth and everything to that decision. I remember it was like one specific conversation with my friend Eden and after that she like convinced me to do it and I was like whatever I've got nothing to lose anyways I have like 3,000 followers on Instagram it's fine it doesn't matter and so I wow. I did it it was it was absolutely incredible and it's been an uphill battle ever since and it's been so much fun I absolutely love it wow that is a story and I want to touch on like everything <laughs> that you said because okay, so let's backtrack Clubhouse, that was definitely a big thing. Oh, first thing, I love the way you smile. The second I Thank saw you. you laugh, I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. Cause I, I don't know, I love it. So Thank you so much. It's beautiful, of course. Um, and then yes, Clubhouse was a huge thing. I remember, like, like you said, early 2021, everyone was like, Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. It's kind of died down a little bit. Yeah. But I love <laughs> I love the way that you were able to cultivate the power of that platform to yeah. your advantage. So tell us about some of the things that you learned from those creators when you were doing all that. Yeah, a big so I learned a lot of like just general strategies of how to make yourself attractive to these brands and and that was like a big thing. I feel like people when they're when they're looking to do these brand deals and stuff with these with these brands and everything and like yeah. get these collaborations and stuff that they see, they just expect to have these brands just come to them right with with exactly how they are right now. And more often than not, if you go to their pages, it'll take some time for people to like scroll through and really learn who they are. And that's not what you want. You want people to be able to go to your Instagram, go to your TikTok, take one look at it and get a really great idea of who you are. So for me, before I was kind of in that first boat where I, it was just kind of very general. My bio just had like my college and that was it. And it was just like some random pictures of me. My highlights didn't really like represent who I was, my passions and stuff. And then after my little rebrand, I made it. So, I mean, if you go to my Instagram now, you'll see it. It's got like self-love, beauty, like conscious living, I think in the bio. So it's like three very clear pillars of things that I'm passionate about. It's got my email in there. It's got um, I think it says like influencer and aspiring physician. Like it's a very, very yes. clear picture of who I am in a concise, like concise four lines. Small and resume. I think that that's really, exactly. That's exactly what they call it. It's a small resume and that's what your bios should be. That was a really big thing that I learned of like, when people come to your page, they need to see who you are in just a second. Mm-hmm. Another really big thing that I learned is to be very mindful of the things that you put out into the internet, which is obviously mm-hmm. like, like everybody knows that everybody knows, like you have to be kind of like, take a second. before. Yeah. You but oh, the way that I started to view it was because <laughs> of the virality of TikTok and like the unique nature of, of all of that, 
honestly, anything that you post has the potential to become viral with the way that, with the way that things are. And so you have to post with that mindset of, of knowing that this video has the potential of millions and millions and millions of people to see it. Mm-hmm. And you could wake up tomorrow and it could be plastered on every front news page, you know? <laughs> so if that's not something that you want, you have to be very conscious of that before you go into it. And so that was something that I was also, again, very aware of. And so I was, and so with everything that I post, I try to be very mindful of the fact that there are going to be thousands of strangers that are looking at this, that are seeing this. And so I want to make sure that the image that I'm putting out of who I am is very representative of the things that I want people to to see of me and not just have it be like, I don't know. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> it does. It hundred percent does. Cause I think it's about like aligning with your values too. Exactly. Like that says this to me all the time. Don't put out something on social media that you wouldn't want your grandmother to see. Like my grandmother Literally. looks at my Instagram and she's like, Oh, when did you take those photos? I was like, I honestly don't know. Like we talk about it, but if it wasn't like that, why would you put it out? Because then everybody else is going to see it. And that's going to be the vision of you in their head. Exactly. And I'll see these people because I'm, I'm uh, pre-med and mm-hmm. I see a lot of my friends being like, oh yeah, I'm going to like archive my TikTok. I don't want anybody to see that. And I'm like, sure, I get it. But also the things that you're putting out there should be things that you're proud of regardless. Obviously mm-hmm. like people kind of use it as like their yeah. therapy. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I get that. And that's like, that's, I feel like that's a different story, but I feel like a lot of people just like generally are like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like private everything just because I don't want med school to to see that or whatever, which I don't think that's like, in my opinion, I feel like that's not the way that I want to do it. I feel like the image I'm putting out into the world, I want it to be something I'm proud of. And I want it to be something that I'd want to share with the world. When people come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I know you from TikTok. I don't want to be embarrassed by that. I think I'm in a place now where I'm like, okay, I'm very proud of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, that's so sweet of you and stuff. And it's not like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) Like that, I don't want anybody to know that, you know? Yeah. And so, and so I think being very mindful of that image that you put out there is very important. That's a really good attitude to have because I feel like, I mean, I guess everybody uses platforms and social media differently, but if you want to take it seriously and if you want to, if you're an aspiring content creator, then it's important to look at it. Like it literally is business. Like this is your business. This is your brand. This is your website. This is it. Like you're not a product. You are the product. Exactly. No, that's exactly how I viewed it. It was, it was that conversation with my friend that I was like, okay, Ashna Gray is my brand. It's my, it's, business. I literally opened like an LLC with a name. Like it is, it is my business with the way that I look at it. It's the way that I approach my brands. I set up a whole separate email for it. It's, it is a business with the way that I think of it and the way that I approach it, because it is something that I'm trying to take seriously. It's something that's building me revenue and stuff. So I have to approach it with that serious mindset. If it is something that I want to take in And I think that's another common thread that you're starting to see is that whenever people are like, oh, if you want to do this and if you want to be a content creator, you have to take it seriously because a lot of people just don't because that's not the nature of it. You know, that's not what was systemically like instilled in us. Right. So flipping that, making that switch in your head and being like, okay, if I want to take this seriously, this is it. This is my brand. Exactly. And I feel like starting off. I think it shouldn't be like that, which is, yeah. which is backwards. I feel like when people start off, like when I'm scrolling through TikTok, there's all of these people that are like, oh yeah, like anybody can become a content creator. You have to post like 15 times a day and stuff. Which yeah. is like, it's, not, it's not realistic. And right. 
to be honest, you have to start off with that mindset of, of just doing it for fun. If you're not right. actually into it for yeah. the enjoyment, yeah. you're not going to enjoy it. It's not going to be sustainable. I'll have people reach out to me in my DMS and they'll be like, how did you do all of this? I want to get into this. I like this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I didn't get free shit from all of this until right. like four years after yeah. I started. It wow. takes time and a lot of work because I was posting my modeling stuff since 2018. I didn't get my first PR package in 20 until 2021, you know, like it took so long. I didn't make more than $50 from a post until like halfway through, like until like the summer of 2021, I think like it it took so long and so much work to build up this platform and everything like that. And it took so long to learn how to do these things. So if you're not in it for the right intentions, your audience is going to see through that and and everything like that. So you have to, you have to have the right heart going into it and it just kind of has to fall into place. I feel like there, there is always a little bit of luck with all these things. Yeah, there is. It's like, is it meant to be? Is it not meant yeah. to be? You know, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so tell us about, you were talking about your first brand deal when you rebranded your entire Instagram page. Tell us about that. Even if it was a $50 brand deal, like that's still, that's still amazing. Yeah. It's, it was so exciting. So the brand was Mango People Cosmetics. I'm never going to forget it. It was, <laughs> it was, so I started to post around that time when I was like, okay, I'm going to rebrand. I want to start posting like beauty content and stuff. So I remember I posted like a makeup tutorial, just like a general, like, this is how I do my makeup every day. I think it was like a model makeup tutorial or something of like how we get ready for photo yeah. shoot. And it was this very like natural glowy kind of look. And so makeup people cosmetics, which is a South Asian founded brand, it's like this small uh, business and she creates these multi-sticks, bronzers, highlighters are all like these little cream sticks. And it's just like her whole brand is about like enhancing your natural beauty. So which yeah. was exactly in line with who I was, what I valued, the kind of makeup that I like and stuff. So she reached out and she was like, hey, would love to send you a package of my of of a couple of products of my line. And I was freaking out when I saw that. Uh, and I'm like, people want to send stuff to me, like me. And so it was so, so, so exciting. And it warmed my heart. And, and I learned this later. I was actually the first creator that they had reached out to, to work with. Wow. So it was like, it was perfect. And And so we had built, she like set up my little discount code and I made like $10 from her or something. Like it really wasn't that much to start off with. And, and I was just so excited about it. And so I like created content about it and that ended up doing like very well. It kind of went a little bit viral and stuff. And it was just like, I was just so excited about it that I was genuinely motivated to create content about it, to use it. And to this day, it's been almost a year and a half since I've been using these and I literally still use it every single day in my makeup routine. Like it's still something that I only use and love. And that's still the approach that I take when I do these brand deals is, I mean, I'll get 15, 20 um, offers like in my mailbox every week, but I accept maybe like one or two a month or so just because like, I want to make sure that every partnership that I'm doing is something that I'm very passionate about. And it's something that I know that I'll genuinely use and love. And it's something that I know that my audience is going to really be receptive to. Cause obviously like, sure. If there's this like shoe brand or something that I'm like, Oh yeah, I would love to use this would have so much fun. And like, would be able to integrate this with my, with like my daily life, but also like my audience is not going to like that. I don't create fashion 
content stuff. It doesn't make sense. And so I end up turning things like that down too. So it's very, very particular on the brands that I accept, but this just ended up being like the perfect brand, the perfect scenario. And it's something that I still use and love to this day. And, and I love it. I have such a great relationship with that founder now. And she's like a really close friend of mine. It Aww. was, it was, I love it. I love that's it so much. So awesome. That's like, that's really like, that's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just there. Like it's perfect. It's just aligned. It's, <laughs> it's like, like fate, yeah. Yeah. Fate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Wow. So tell us about that's, that's so cool. I'm just like floored by the story. Like it's just so meant to be, and you know, that you're supposed to be there doing the thing, which I love. And I also love the fact that you're sticking your ground with, uh, what you actually accept, because I feel like sometimes creators kind of get, you know, overwhelmed with the amount of everything that comes at them at a certain point. So accepting what you stand true to and also finding your niche is what I'm realizing is really important because like then you're all over the place. Then the brand deals become robotic and it's like, wait, but I thought you focus on family content. Why are you promoting shoes? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so a big part of all of this that I've found is... I'm really glad that I am not doing this full time right now. It's my only stream of income just because I'm like in between jobs, but I don't think that I would ever do this as my full-time job, at least not right now in this moment. And just like with this mindset that I have, mm-hmm. and I get asked this a lot of times because I am like doing relatively well with, with all of this. And so it's natural for people to be like, okay, well, is this something that you want to do full-time? Is this yeah. something that you want seriously? And my answer is like almost immediately always now, because one, I, that's just like not my aspirations for the future. That's just yeah. not what I want. I like, I have other goals. And the other big second point that I think is even more important is the fact that because it's not my full-time job, I have this freedom to reject as many brand deals as they want. I can own, I can, I really have that freedom to only take the deals that I feel very, very passionate for because I'm not pressured to feel like I have to take a deal right. in order to make or something, you know, it's not like, it's not like I feel like I have to accept a brand deal because I have to make this much money, like this month in order to make yeah. ends meet. Yeah. Like I, that pressure is entirely gone. Mm-hmm. And so it's given me this freedom to do the content that I want to do. And if there's two, three months where I'm not taking any deals, that's totally fine by me. I'm still able to produce that's the content awesome. that I that I enjoy and stuff. And I feel like it still takes the, like, it still makes it fun where otherwise it's just like this other added stressor of like, okay, I have to post, I have to, I have to be consistent with it all because this is how I'm making a living. And it also gives you the freedom to take a break when you're feeling really burnt out. Like these past couple months, I took a long break off of my social media because I was studying for my MCAT. I was still posting here and there, but like, I wasn't, I didn't take any brand deals for probably like four months and stuff and things like that. Like it was, I took a big break because I, I had that freedom and I needed to focus on other things of my life. And so that's the other thing that I'm really glad that I'm doing and this isn't, and like why I'm happy this isn't full-time because it's given me that freedom to be able to do that. That's amazing. Okay. Just a couple Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're totally fine. Go ahead. Okay. Um, what where when you started to get those brand deals, was it you reaching out to them or did they reach out to you? Or was so it for, they reached out to me, which okay. was very surprising. Now <laughs> and then I will reach out to brands myself. If I'm, if it's something that I'm really passionate about, for example, lately I, or for example, recently I had posted a video um, talking about the right way to oil your hair because 
hair slugging had become this like super viral thing on TikTok, which was like absurd to me. And it was like Thank this, you. it started with this like white girl and the, no hate to her. I, I love her to death. I'm sure she's doing great. And um, she didn't know any better, you know, and she was just doing what, what she learned and everything. And, and I mean, it's a great technique. And she basically said, okay, like we've all known about face slugging and skin slugging. So let's talk about hair slugging. And she was like, okay, you should oil the ends of your hair and put it in a sock and go to sleep. And I was like, (laughs) well, I mean, yes, hair oiling is great, but also it started, it didn't start with Daisy culture. It started actually in Egypt. I was reading about this and it started in Egypt, like, like, like a very long time ago. And it kind of spread to the rest of the world, but it's still very deeply rooted in Ayurveda like yes South Asia has a very big practice and like the culture is very very connected to our hair and everything like that that's a very important part of of South Asian culture and I was like okay well I feel like it's I as someone that's in this realm I feel like I have to say something about this so (laughs) um there was I posted one video where it was like I talked about um oh my gosh what's it called I talked about all of the articles and I was like is this play about us where it's like all the articles of like uh uh, hair slugging and then someone was like okay well how do you actually do it I'm like well that's a that's a smart idea (laughs) let me do that (laughs) and so then I posted a video on how to properly oil your hair and it was just me like talking through the practice of like you should be massaging your scalp and like really focusing on your scalp because you can't have healthy hair without a healthy scalp and I had mentioned the Fable and Main hair oil, which is the one that I've been using for years and years. And it was just like a natural promotion. And that video, I think, yeah. has like 2 million views or something right now. Wow. And I saw it and they were like, they loved it and everything. And I'm mutuals with the founder on Instagram. And I had like swiped up to one of his stories a couple of days later. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're killing it. And he was like, hey, Ashna, like, thanks so much. And I, I, at that point, I'm like, okay, this is my chance. Like I have this proof that, okay, people are really receptive to this hair oil. I'm able to create really great content out of it. I had comments under that video where people were like, I bought the oil because of this video. I bought the oil because of this video. So I screenshotted those and I sent that to him and I was like, Hey, I have this thing. I, it's like being very successful. And he was like, Oh my gosh, we actually saw this. We've been meaning to, we've been meaning to reach out to you. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so nice. Wow. And so we actually, I've actually been meeting with him tomorrow to talk about like some future things, but because I pitched myself to them and because I had made that organic content, because I had that proof of people being like, Hey, I bought this because of you. Right. Um, I was able to go to the brand and show that. And they were obviously very receptive to that because it was that authentic promotion and which was able to land me that brand deal. And I feel like that's what people miss a lot of times yeah. when they want this to happen is they just accept, they just yes. expect brands to be like, Oh, I really want to work with way or something. And they never post anything about it. Just expecting the brand to be like, Oh, so like telepathically you like us a lot or like you're, you're, you're really enjoying our products, but like you don't post about it. And so the authentic promotion is a huge, huge, huge way to land these genuine brand deals with these brands that, um, 
you genuinely use and love. And right. it's a great way for you to get your foot in the door. Yeah. For you to yeah. reach out to brands then instead of them coming to you. Right. Sometimes it works that way, but more often than not, it'll start with about the promotion. Then you can take it to these brands and be like, hey, I've been creating content using your stuff and I've been loving it. And so here's what I can create from it after that. Show your work. I know it's a book. I haven't read it exactly, yet, but showing <laughs> your work and um, exactly, yeah, really. Also, putting yourself out there because I also think that 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 there's definitely an an aspect to that too. I also had a different thought, but oh, oh yes, I still use my handy dandy Dabur Amla oil. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> never, gonna, never gonna um yeah, because just we were talking about it, and yeah, that's another huge thing. It's like some of these cultures are being suppressed and we could go on to a whole different thing about that too. Yeah. <laughs> but um tell us about modeling. How what you you told us about the story of how you really got into it. But when uh you were looking for things and you know how how you got to where you are today with modeling agent story. So like, like I had mentioned I I had done that initial photo shoot with my friend yeah. and after I fell in love with that feeling I went back to campus and I was like, okay, I really want to pursue this. This is something that I I've been really mm-hmm. enjoying. Mm-hmm. And so I started to find a couple of photographers on campus, just like mm-hmm. other students and stuff or people in the Champaign area. And I did a couple photo shoots with them and I just started posting that, um, online on my Instagram, things like that. And again, I, was going about it in all the wrong ways back then. Cause I was like, I really want to work with these like bigger brands, but I don't know how to do it and stuff. I want to model for these brands and like be in their campaigns and stuff, mm-hmm. but I just never went about it the right way. So I didn't have like, nothing came from that for a couple of years because I was just approaching it in all the wrong ways. And anytime I was back home in Chicago, I would do photo shoots. So I was like building my portfolio over these couple of years, just like expecting these brands to reach out to me when obviously nothing was happening because I wasn't doing it right. And then obviously like when I did my rebrand and stuff and I learned how to do things properly, I started partnering with, um, let's see, I think my first one was with uh, Daisy like clothing brand. And so, oh no, it was actually with, hold on. It was a, with a Daisy jewelry company. That's what it was. Oh, wow. Okay. And so she had hired me as a model for her brand. And so she had sent me a bunch of her pieces and she'd asked me to do a photo shoot with, with everything. So I, uh, worked with one of my friends and we modeled all the jewelry pieces wow. and I got a couple of my other friends and we did it every, we did it all together. And, and I think that is kind of what started the modeling side of my content creator journey. Right. Um, so now whenever I offer, like primarily when I do brand deals on my Instagram, it's like that where I'm modeling for these brands, like specifically, because I don't post casual photos onto my feed that all of that is saved for my TikTok for my Instagram story. All of my Instagram feed posts are like properly curated photo shoot type pictures. And a lot of it's like just for funsies, but a lot of it is like now with these partnerships with these brands and stuff. And or it's like me being like, hey, I really like this. I would love to yeah. work with you. For my birthday, um I had bought this uh, pajama set from Sani. It's like a silk pajama set. And I'd done like a whole photo shoot around it. And then that got their attention. And like, now there's some stuff in the works, but, um, things like that have kind of helped too, is, is to just do these general, again, like the, these authentic promotions for these, for these brands and stuff. And it kind of gets their attention and then goes from there. That's awesome. And that's also very helpful and inspiring to thank you. It's like, Oh, well that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah exactly it's you really have to put your work into it like you were saying Mm -hmm. um 
I know there's a lot of people that go through agencies and everything to get these brand deals and to work with these companies. And that's something that I've been looking into, but I just don't think that it's right for me right now. Um, I was approached by a couple of agencies, ended up turning it down just because like the terms of the contract were a little suspicious. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I ended up not going with that. And I mean, I've been able to do things on my own pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if I want, I think right now it's hard for me to like go to castings and doing all of that in person because I just don't live in an area where that's very popular. I think when I go to New York, I'll be able to do that more and like mm-hmm. go to more in-person castings and like enter that side of modeling. Um, yeah. I've done a little bit of it where I have like my comp card and everything and like have tried to enter like the actual modeling industry, yeah. but it's it's hard when you live in. Yeah. Kind of little- oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> yeah. Hi guys. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of What's On Your Mind. This is actually part one of two because our conversation was just so rich and focused and in-depth that I didn't want to really stray. So next episode, part two, is going to come out this Thursday. Uh, That is the 16th, I believe. Yes, the 16th. So uh, the next episode is coming out on the 16th. And the first question or that I start with for that episode is how we can actually gain access to such opportunities to uh, delve into such fields like when we were talking about modeling and everything. So we really start with the how and the where to get access and the how to break through and how to really just get your foot in those doors so that you can do what you want to do and make your dreams come true. (laughs) But Ashna, thank you so much for coming. This is just part one, so we're just getting started. I believe the next part is like 25 minutes, so we have, we split it down the middle. But next episode is also really amazing. We also delve a little bit more into mental health. So this was more career focused. Next one is partially career and partially personal. So um, it's amazing. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, And I will talk to you guys on Thursday for another episode. And then Tuesday again for another one. So we get double doses. But yeah. Okay. I will talk to you Thursday. (laughs) Bye.